Like, like you talk about experiences in life, and like Seattle seems like another life, and then Star Trek feels like another life, and then yeah, even Trekcast feels like another life. Well, shoot, the place closed fourteen years ago. That's crazy. Yes. By the way, some people talk about it. It was yesterday. Oh my god! Here it goes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. He's not wrong though. Well, there, there was, there was so like. If in context, uh, my boss, my old boss Brian at McMullen's, um, he closed the Playboy Club in the seventies in, in London. Oh wow! And he, him, and I talked about the experience and, and the Playboy Club quite a bit. And he said to me, he's like, he's like, I still hang out with my friends there, and I talk to them often because nice. it was such a great experience that I've maintained those friendships my whole life. Yeah, mm. and I, and that's what I try. But people are like, oh my god, you talk about Star Trek. It really it was one of those life once in a lifetime experiences that you cannot. So the people that you shared that experience with, you they know. Everybody else is kind of like yeah whatever, but you know what it was like, <laughs> and you you've made those lifelong friendships. Like you and I, I don't I see you what way maybe once a year, maybe twice a year. Yeah. You guys once a year, twice a year. But the minute we see each other, we're like hey what's going on? How are you doing? Oh, yeah. You know like yeah. we just immediately like right. you know we're back in it it's there it's funny yeah. that you say that too because i ran into garrett wong at, at uh starch uh, at the san diego comic-con one year and i just waved it and said hi he can't he actually came over and talked to me and he's he said, like you're he's, darren's friend aren't you <laughs> did you did you wang you're your the wong? Other bartender the other bartender <laughs> did you wang your wong uh, I, I but I, he was he was like he's like he's like so how are you guys doing i was like oh you know it's been a couple years now but you know we still all hang out, get together, and, and so forth. And, you know, every time we get together, it's like, you know, no time has really passed. And he goes, yeah, it's the same thing with me and the, the Voyager cast because, you know, we don't see each other for a year, a couple years, et cetera. But then when we get back together, down. it's like, you know, it's like we just we just wrapped shooting. Oh, it's Andy. Andy's here. <laughs> <laughs> Careful how you touch your sabers. I don't. I don't know. Well, Do we it, a, is he like that with Robert Beltran? Because I know he kind of, or is he kind of over that? No, he gets along with because he was kind of yeah. pissed off. Well, sure. Beltran for a while was just kind of he. He wasn't yeah. a sci-fi fan, so you know, for him it was just a job for a while. But then, and now that he hasn't gotten post- a job in twenty years, he's like, oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Pays my bills. Yeah. Please keep inviting me to these conventions. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the exact. You can tell quote. the ones that are full of shit. But he has said something to the effect of like he didn't realize how good he had it when he had it. Oh yeah, and that uh, he's glad that he has at least maintained those friendships with the the cast since. So, so and just just disclaimer: I never claim to be Quark's bartender, as I'm well known. But Jeff <laughs> knows. I, Quark, Jeff knows. Quark. Like people just related to me. That's yeah. all. It was not anything that I ever asked for or wished upon anybody. I've worked at so many bars. And as being a, being a person that's worked at a lot of different bars, there's always that one fucking bartender that everybody asks for. It doesn't matter what bar you work yeah. at. There's that one bartender that they're like, oh, hey, where's well, so-and-so? Okay, so it's you, and then you got this, you know, 
this guy. Mr. Personality this over guy. here. So they're like, oh, <laughs> hey, you, hey. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm throwing wow. torpedoes at you today, Jeff. I don't Man. know why. I just am. I guess. Well, Barry's not here. Why, why is today any different than the other day? Maple Leaf unveils his Jelly Biglins. <laughs> wow. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shack number 649. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. With Professor Biggs. And uh, Quark's bartender. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> or what? What was my? What was Quark's my favorite bartender? Oh, Quark's favorite Darren. bartender. Yeah, Darren is here. Absolutely good to you have can, you, sir. Yeah, hey, yeah, no problem. Quark's man. most famous bartender. There Just you call go. me QFB for short. There you go. QFB. QFB. <laughs> Quality food, something. <laughs> Quality food and beverage. That's all. There that. you Quality go. Food yeah. <laughs> I strive to be the best, but often fail. Yeah, I only, I only went to Quark's twice. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. I went there. Well, you worked there <laughs> <laughs> every fucking night. But I didn't live here at the time it was open. So. I went. I went before I worked there a number of times. Um, the first time I ever went, I was so underwhelmed. I was so disappointed, <laughs> and then I was like, I still want to work here to to make it better. <laughs> you know, because the server was like, uh, "This is Quarks. We have these weird pizzas. I hate Star Trek. Blah blah blah." There you go. <laughs> and it was just like a really bad experience. You know, like. So oh, that was half the cast upstairs too. Yeah, really. <laughs> God, yeah. Hey, well, we're not, like, yeah. Shh, shh, everybody loved it. Come on, oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Anyway, what what brought me here today? That's a good question. Before we get to that. I want to apologize to everybody. We missed last week, but not for lack of trying. <laughs> oh, uh, for, for those that uh, aren't part of the Discord or the Kofi or the Shock uh, Monkey's Lair, uh, we did record a show last week, but <laughs> in the middle of recording, actually at the yeah, end. Yeah, there you go. The very fucking end of recording. Uh, the neighborhood we were in Vegas lost power. And with our recording system, if it loses power before a proper shutdown, you lose what you've recorded. Uh, so and that's exactly what happened that evening after an hour and 45 minutes. So we now have battery backup, so that will not happen again. So you have our apologies, and that should not go forward until this machine crashes out altogether. Uh, well, we so, have a backup for that, too. Yes, yes. That's, <laughs> it's, everything is getting redundant here. Yeah. So. We have a number Including of... Matt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm in the bongo chair. And who else was here before me? No. Uh, uh, just Mike. Just Mike. Major Meh one time. Major Meh one, one time. time. Captain, uh, Captain, Captain Luddite. Luddite. Captain Luddite. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Is so. that what that is that what that reel-to-reel back there is? That's a... Yeah, yeah. That, that, he left that behind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm listening I mean, to... Is that the like... backup? The, the... Oh, that's, oh the, the redundancy? Yeah, yeah. We... I feel like I'm listening to the lineup for the next season of Peacemaker. Oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> has been superheroes and what if superheroes. Yeah, I refuse to dance. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll do lots our, of mili- I, lots of military ranks in this show. I have been trying to learn that choreography. Why? Oh yeah. Well, Why? as soon as they release, do you want to taste it on karaoke? Oh Jesus! It's gonna be the it's gonna be the the Steve show on the karaoke. <laughs> I floor. can't wait to see the TikTok of that. <laughs> oh yeah. my! Yeah, Steve, you just need to do your. Actually, you know what, Darren? That's actually a good idea. Steve, you do need to do TikToks. Why not? Your, your TikTok karaoke. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, like, I have a friend Gary. He's uh, he's retired. I mean, he's he's older than you, and he does he does little dance TikToks in his kitchen, and he just does his dance moves. 
But anyway, yeah, Steve, do a TikTok. I could do. You uh, could do drunk Steve TikTok. You I could. could do, I could do Michael Caine uh, recites. Uh, the TV only Michael Caine on the show, by the lyrics. way. <laughs> wow! Wow! Man. Man, stabbing over there. You got <laughs> Darren, you bring out yours. the worst in people. <laughs> Stiletto, as fire. I've been told. As I've been told. Stiletto, dude. Holy shit balls. <laughs> Steven stilettos? uh, (laughs) Not quite. When seven feet tall. When I heard about the the I'm Ayman Al Zuhwiri, the uh, Al Qaeda guy. Okay. Right, and they they heard about that they used a Hellfire missile, but that doesn't have an explosive. So I researched the R9X Hellfire missile. Okay. Holy shit balls! That thing is. I can't wait to see what happens with YouTube and you. Ball, that's just insane. It's a it's a Hellfire missile. Okay, but instead of exploding, it pops out Confetti? six blades. Oh shit! Like, like a katana fan. style blades. Like yes, and oh wow, yes. So it Sharknado's you, basically. Wow, uh, no, I, they it, call they it used turns to you to hamburger basically. It it's it's yeah, it's nasty. I was just like, holy shit. That totally, I, 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 I actually, Duncan came downstairs to like get some food or something and he looked at me watching YouTube and he's like, are you okay? Because I was just like, what in, it blew me away. That, that's just insane. The, the, it, so. Did it grind up your insides? Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah, metaphorically. <laughs> oh, Lord above. So anyway, I mean, I just... Uh, they uh, there are a few uh, icky things on YouTube, so I don't necessarily recommend. <laughs> a few? You think there's a few, huh? Yeah, but uh. I was just when I just uh, just researched that thing, I was just like, I, I was amazed. I mean, we never stop coming up with new and greater ways to kill each other. Oh my god! It just it never, never gets will. better. That's that's, that's humanity and dude, at its best, dude. Yeah. That's a precision strike now that can take out a person. Uh, from a drone, right? You know, which is what they did in Afghanistan, and it's just like yikes. Well, the best part about it is there's literally, literally no collateral damage either. Yeah. So his wife and kid, whoever were in the apartment. whoever's in the house, won't you know? You won't blow up right. the whole house, and you won't blow up like that last one they did in. Uh, um, they they killed that uh, um, that teacher or that the aid worker and the bunch of kids. That one, yeah, that was. Oh, the, 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 that yeah, one. at Kabul. That was the last strike, yeah, in Kabul. Yeah. All right, to bring this back up to happy stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never inviting me on again. <laughs> <laughs> now we 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 have these two gentlemen here for a reason. All right, they've both had fantastic experiences recently, and we want to grill them about them. Uh, before we begin that, though. Uh, we have some stuff to give away. Well, a thing to give away. It's time to give away another mini, is what I am saying. So uh, the, awesome mini, mini, the mini too, for the uh, Commissar K, the Halfling Slayer. That's right. Has been finished. Time to take care of all the halflings. <laughs> it's uh, Get rid of all of them. Whenever you get a mini, you always try to figure out its story. What story is it trying to oh, tell? Yes. And, I, and this one is of uh, this guy in very poofy sleeves, which, which K loves. I... <laughs> And but his his arm is stretched out with a a really 
nasty-looking dagger striking some scroll, some parchment. Yes. And I'm like, well, obviously, that's Commander K with a halfling character sheet. So mm. so I wrote halfling. I painted that onto the paper itself. And <laughs> oh, so, so it's, it's all there. It's official. It's, Much pleasure from hearing this. It, it's you. So, oh, yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, Kay, would you, uh, would you spin the... Uh, the, yes. the, the the joyful spinner. We so shall we, a, we shall make a. Which way do I go? Uh, uh, you go towards you, towards you, towards. Yeah. Wait, wait. The, the bottom towards me or the top towards? <laughs> uh, Counterclockwise. There you go. That'll work. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. Even without asking. Okay, what'd you pull out? Uh, oh, Mad Martin himself, Martin Tierney. Oh. Congratulations, Martin. Ah! You have won the mini for yes, this month. Yes, very good. You are honorary halfling slayer now. It's wonderful. And uh, if you haven't won one yet, just hold on. You're going to win eventually. It's just coming down. Um, <laughs> so uh, I I haven't chosen the next one. I have primed four models. I haven't chosen which one it is yet, but I will say this. It's a Malifaux model, so mm. it's going to be really cool, whichever oh. one it is. Uh, so I'll be posting that on the Kofi uh, Discord. But if you're not a part of this, go to ko-fi.com slash geekshock, and everyone in Tier 3 above gets a chance to win there you go. the mini. Now, you know, I, I have to say, Malifaux uh, is very good minis, so I don't want you to do this for that. But at some point, you must get a piece of lead and melt what? Put it on a base okay. and call it Halfling after he meet Commissar K. Oh, I see. I see. Gotcha. You see, you know, yeah, put I, that out there. Right. I just, I'll just melt some. That I got is, plenty of plastic that I can melt. Special. You don't inhale through nose. <laughs> Take it from me. I don't know. Sounds like it could be a trip. Well, you go somewhere. Can it beat ketamine? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about your painting skills the other day when you showed me that figure. Uh-huh. And did everybody see in Comic-Con that uh, the figure thing they're doing with Hasbro where you can scan your face and you can make your own figure for oh, 60 bucks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, why don't we just scan our own heads? We'll just, ship, we'll just hand them over to you and you can, make, you can paint the faces and... And uh, oh, make please, action figures please, of all, all the characters please, here around the table. Allow, allow me to paint all your faces. <laughs> <laughs> I really need this in my life. You, like, no, I'm serious, though. Wouldn't that be cool that you can all have custom action figures of the gang here? What's yes. the scale? Oh, yeah. What's the scale of the... It's the it's standard G.I. Joe. The Six-scale uh, figures. Yeah. So they're, or they're 12-scale uh, figures. They're six-inch. Okay. So yeah. basically Hasbro's charging um, $60 or $65. You can scan your face with your phone. Then they will ship the scan off to another company that will print it, like Form Labs or something like that. They'll print your face, they'll paint it, and then they'll ship it back to Hasbro and they'll pop it on a figure. Is that for the 40th anniversary of GI Joe? No, it's 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 uh, GI Joe, it's Power Rangers, it's uh, Star Wars, it's anything you want. Basically. Ghostbusters too, I think was Ghostbusters, one of them. Ghostbusters, yeah. yeah. But I'm just thinking, you know, customizable figures of you guys. Like, oh yeah, I just want to see it. And they don't paint them. We and need then, Todd to paint them. No, and they're then, they're painted, but uh, oh, oh, Darren just wants Todd to paint them anyway. Well, I want you mini want action to... figures of you guys so I can pose them in like little positions and do funny oh, things. Oh, sexy, bad. sexy. Oh, that's the true reason, right there. Now we get. To I'm just it. thinking eating choco tacos, you know, like fun things like that. Oh, I will, fun things. Yeah, fun oh. things. I would just add makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that sounds wonderful. Anyway, it does too. anyway, I, I know you're talented Wars. enough to pull it off, and I, I would I love to see it. it. <laughs> and the Geek Shock Book Club is voting on the graphic novel for August. That will be finished very soon, so if you haven't voted yet, now is the time. 
Uh, so we have two special guests. Well, one very special guest and one returning motherfucker. And uh, they both had wonderful experiences. Now, Steve went to the Comic-Con. Yes. The Comic-Con. San Diego San Comic-Con. Comic-Con And Darren stayed at the Star Wars Hotel. And since that's what you want to hear most, Steve, tell me about Comic-Con. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. That was the first Comic-Con wow. in three years, right? Uh, first live one. Yeah. In person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Last yeah. one was uh, 20, 2019. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. Um, I... I was I was lulled into a false sense of security on Friday. I only got I only got Friday, Saturday, Sunday because back when I first got tickets, you know, for 2020, I thought I was going to be teaching summer school, and it was always a pain in the ass to get Thursdays off to you know go down to Comic Con. So I will just get Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, so this kept rolling over and rolling over, which is awesome. But um, anyway, so I got down there, and Friday. You know, I, I looked, you know, walking up and I was like, there's, there's like no line to Hall H at all. And I was like, this is crazy. I said, well, of course it makes sense. Nobody really cares about Walking Dead anymore. So I guess that makes sense for that. Um, and so the next day was when Warner Brothers was going to have their panel and then the Star Trek Ooh. Universe panel and everything. I was like, well, all right, I'll and get like, up. And like, canceled, motherfuckers. <clears throat> Fuck you. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get up a little bit early because I'm sure there'll be some kind of line on, you know, to get in. And I'll get down here and uh, you know get into Hall H for the first time in a while. And I get down there, I was like, nope, that's more like it. Oh, <laughs> and the yeah. line was stretching back out to the marina again. And I was like, no, it's breakfast time. Oh, no. Oh. So uh, it was fine because I, I got to sit in on the, um, the Rocketeer uh, anniversary oh, nice. uh, panel. Which is nice. Did you uh, did you hear about the Rock getting booed when they didn't bring a uh, Super Henry Cavill out? Yeah, to announce Superman. Yeah, yep. I'm what? like, I wonder what's going on with the DC universe. Like, it's <laughs> okay. crazy. Well, so we'll get to that. So one of the th- I, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things that I did DC hardly had a presence there at all. Which again, DC owned DC Comics owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. So Scott Snyder was there uh, talking about some of his. Oh upcoming, yeah, he had a few things to say. Yeah, uh, was there talking about his projects with uh, Comicsology? Um, he's doing some horror titles for them and everything. And so I sat in on, on that panel because I like Scott Snyder, and without being rancorous at all, uh, he just kind of dropped some little hints about his final couple of years at DC. And one of the things he made really clear was that the change of ownership over the past few years have really put really put DC into Hey Jeff, why you go get some ice wire over there? (laughs) 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 Loud motherfucker. Have have really put DC comics into a little bit of chaos. Then that's you know Comics? DC Comics. DC Comics. Okay. And so, for instance, he was writing the Death Metal series, and they were and he was and they were saying, "Yeah, why don't you just take over the line for you know for a month, and you'll do all these ancillary titles as well." He goes, "Oh, all right." And then, like the next 
week. They were like, oh, yeah, those 26 titles, you're only doing 10 of those. Oh, okay, fine. And then, like, the next week, no, we're back up to at least 13. And he goes, oh, okay. And and it just kept going like that. Oh, like, shit. Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. You're thinking Zack Snyder. I was like, <laughs> yeah. wow, Steve likes Zack Snyder. Steve's a big Zack Snyder. That no. guy was just like, wow, Steve's no. really turned a corner. No. The other Snyder. The other one. He's related to the pretzel the, family. The one that actually knows how to write uh, stuff. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm, I'm sorry. Do continue. Yeah. So... So yeah, so he was so he kind of dropped some hints that that all these various changes of ownerships with Warner Brothers and Warner Media over the past few years have really just thrown the comic industry into chaos. And now we're starting to see that with Warner Brothers Discovery, Zaslav, this guy's I can don't remember what his first name is, um, coming in and doing all these like just hack Victor. and slash. Vic- Did, didn't that guy create Honey Boo Boo? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, you saw it with the Batman. David Zasloff. Like yeah. you could tell, the end of that movie was like, like the studio was like, "Oh no, we need to change the ending of this, or we need to make this ending more palatable for everybody." You could see it like that last. Wait, the, which one? The Batman. Oh yeah. You know the whole movie was great, but then the ending was like, "We have to make this a happy ending where he saves the kids or something." It just felt so out of place in that movie. That Maybe I don't know. I I think that's what the arc of that movie was. Is that. You know, you see Bruce Wayne going from being, you know, mopey vengeance head guy to seeing what the what the um, mopey, negative, the downside of that is. Now, I want to explore mopey vengeance that, head guy. Dude, that's, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get my 60 bucks and <laughs> yeah, I'm going like, to get that figure made. <laughs> mopey vengeance head. <laughs> mopey vengeance head. And it'll and just be the so normal I think, Commander I, K. See, right? that ending <laughs> actually made tons of sense to me because it's part of his arc of going, just okay. being about violent... Retribution. Yeah, that belongs to too much coffee, man. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's that's somebody else's deal. That's not my deal. Um, And so, you know, I'm kind of you know waiting for that sequel. But anyway, yeah. So the so um, yeah, Scott Snyder. All right, Yeah. So this change of ownership apparently behind the scenes. Scott Snyder's watchman. That's why Dan DiDio got. Fired. So that's so why Jeff Johns decided to leave. That's you know all these things, and that's really kind of why Jim Lee is like the last man standing over there. His work on Three Hundred. No, there's, amazing. there's. I, I've seen some, and this from creators at DC worry that they'll shut down the comic side of it down altogether. Yeah, but they kind of, they kind of need that. They kind of need that to keep the interest in the movies, in the other media going. You can't. Yeah, but it's weird because something similar is happening at uh, at Disney as well. Um, I got I got a friend who is even a little bit older than I am, huge Disney fan. Jesus I know, Christ. right? And he's wow. still walking around. I thought that was he's angry. still on this side of the grave. Um, he's in an iron lung. <laughs> but he he has written the guys in charge of programming at Disney Plus as to you know why. You, you guys talked about when you launched this that everything was going to be on there, but, well, where's this? Where's this? Where's this? And I was like, yeah, where's In Search of the Castaways? And he's like, yeah, you know what the answer I got was? And at least the guy was very honest and forthright about it. He was like, our, our target demographic doesn't care about those titles. Can I go on they, a tangent for one second? Sure. This is what I see happening with all of corporate America. Like, you should see what Star Trek, when we worked there... They split off, remember? Yep. Because they didn't think there was enough money to be made. So what I see happening is like 
with like Paramount Plus and stuff like that. They're going all in on Star Trek right now. As soon as they get enough subscribers and they can start focusing on other things and bringing other people in to subscribe, they'll dump Star Trek like a bad habit. As long as they can make that money still. Yeah. I mean, they'll have a little aspect of it. And it's the same thing they'll do with Marvel and DC is they'll they'll spin it off to another company. They'll sell it off. They'll retain the rights to the characters and the stories, but they'll say, hey, you want to buy it, you can, you can have it. Yeah, that's can- that's a theory out there. The other theory, too, is, and, I, you know, we, there's only, what, six months, five months left this, this year? Well, but the fiscal year runs through, what, February, March of next yeah, that year? Yeah, that doesn't matter for what I'm about to talk oh, about. okay. Yeah, shut up. Um, Let the man see. Pardon me. <laughs> uh, you know what? I just love this Jekyll and Hyde thing happening over <laughs> in, in, in Jeff and Matt land. Hang on. What? Hang on. Jekyll and Hyde? It's like Hyde and... Uh, uh, Hyder? I don't know. I, know. I was going in the opposite What was that? Direction. Moby Vengeance Man. Moby Vengeance Man. Moby Vengeance Okay. There you go. I, actually, they, they've got a, a year and five months. Disney's got a year and five months to somehow lobby Congress to extend the copyright oh, even, even longer. Otherwise, January 1st, 20, uh, 2024, Steamboat Willie is in public domain. Yeah. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> and... Ten years after that, approximately. Well, no, ten years after that. Well, who can't wait Superman, for that? The who, first appearance of Superman. Who can't domain. wait for that Winnie the Pooh movie coming out? Have you seen that oh, thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, let's just make everybody excited about things going public domain. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so one of the theories is that as DC slash Warner Brothers start is looking down the long term, that they pretty much seeing the writing on the wall they're not going to be able to get the copyright extended past its current 95 years yeah they're going to start losing control over the earliest versions of these characters and that the theory is that's why you're getting like superman's son that's why you're getting you know batman's son that's why you're getting all these newer younger characters makes sense because those copyrights can now go for another 95 years right and so it doesn't matter if they lose Papa Superman or Papa Batman as long as they keep. Would you imagine as a, as a corporate, the corporate main company, the amount of lawsuits and legal fights they would have to continually do? Yeah. So it might not be worth it to them because right. they're like, oh, just let it go. I'm liking Darren's theory because that can be a new Kofi tier. Oh. Finance Amalgam Comics, where <laughs> Geek Shock purchases Marvel Comics and DC Comics when they're getting sold off. Yeah, we, we, we need a few more Kofi members, but well, yeah. Can imagine, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if those characters go in the public domain, though? Like, you know, the potential for, for even better stories to be told. Possibly. When you're allowing yeah. everybody to do well, it. Oh, yeah. Well, well in the is, case of Mickey Mouse, is, the Steamboat Willie version is the only right. one that's going. It's that, that's that particular character design. Yeah, and that's on, so, like, the, the version of Superman that would fall into the public domain first is the one that can only leap is an eighth there, of a mile. And Yeah. Is there sure. a version of a character that's better in the public domain now that you guys ever think? Like, perhaps Sherlock Holmes? Because hmm. some of those movies in, in the Benedict Cumberbatch show is pretty fantastic. Well, and that's yeah. a character that's in the public and domain. That's, and that actually, there was a there was an author that won a lawsuit against um, the Conan Doyle estate uh, that basically it went to court, and the court said, "Yeah, all these stories up until X date, they're all in public domain. So if you want to do a Sherlock Holmes, Doctor Watson, it's based on on 
at this point, the primary number of Sherlock Holmes stories, that's public domain. So this nice cottage, in, and since I love that character, there's a nice cottage industry that's grown up of all these different writers doing pastiches, and some of them are really good. Well, you even see that in the Star Trek world with uh, Alex, what was his name, Jeff? Alex, uh, the guy that tried oh. to make that fan film. And Alex get it. Peters? Or yeah, Alex. yeah, the Axanar productions. Yeah. And a lot of fans really connect with that and really like that. Yeah. But obviously Paramount still owns. Yeah. Well, Star Trek, so they also have happen. to put aside the amount of money that he took for himself in that whole situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, kind that's of, the real gist of it, isn't yeah. it? Because it's it's he personally it's, profited quite a bit off of that fundraising, and, and yeah, is and, and, still doing so. And the, yeah. the, the the whole idea of copyright is for an idea to be propagated and continued to be looked at and innovated and used on, um, but it all becomes this money thing, right? right. You know. I think they need to let it go. That personally, I mean, could you imagine if you could only buy one version of the hot dog? Yeah, and yeah. that's it. You can only buy Oscar Mayer. You well, can buy well, any with jalapenos that's and a, in them. That's like a patent, which you know actually enters into a different zone. That's a different thing. Yeah, and trademark is also different. Yeah. Trademark they can keep, you know, indefinitely. Okay, and um, and, and you kind of already pointed it out, Darren. It's like. In many ways, we already have that happening, right? DC, Superman has not been written by its original creators <laughs> right. in decades. Yeah. De- even before the Silver Age, uh, you know, it, it, it goes so far back. And the corporations keep them going. And you get incredible stuff. But yeah. at the same time, they hold on to them so tightly yeah, there's there's plenty out there that could be had, and I, I wonder how the public would perceive it. Like, you know, you see the backlash with the current Superman, Henry Cavill, and the first the Man of Steel movie. Remember when he when he kills General yeah. Zod? Many fans were like, "He would never do that. There's no way." And would you let the public decide at that point if 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 the it was in the public domain? You know, the the stories that were the best stories would get made, and they'd still be told. Yeah, by the public because those oh, yeah. are the ones that would make yeah. money. You make your version of Superman where he doesn't kill Zod, <laughs> right? And well, then Zod destroys all, the world fan, because though, that's a know bad that he idea. Killed Zod but <laughs> but then the oh boy, but then the oh, thing yeah. is, then you get the <laughs> then you get the dumbasses that are like, oh, you know, he's, he killed Zod back in Superman too. I was like, no, 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 he didn't. No, he did not. Oh, Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve, they cut that scene out for a reason. He killed him. <laughs> no, dead, no. Dead. Deader than disco. Dead. Dead, Steve. Dead. A. Falling into the Two the, against the one. Fog Falling into the mist. It, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we all know that. We saw Star Wars. We saw Palpatine come back. <laughs> right. Uh, well, somehow. He somehow Palpatine came a giant Death Star and, and he I mean, still lived. There you kind of saw the body. This... And that you don't see the body, and then there is a deleted scene where you see them getting trotted off by deleted, the Arctic. Deleted because yeah. he killed him. He killed him. Oh, <laughs> the S, the, the super S, killed him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. So, right. So not only not only cellophane. Yeah. So not only is Superman a murderer, but so is Lois Lane. No. Sure. Well, oh, Lois. I mean, Jesus no. Christ. Well, she dude. tried to shoot him. She's yeah. a reporter. Assault, assault and battery. Then that was murder. a deleted yeah. scene too, right? Where he she shot that him was, with a gun. That was an early draft of the script. But hey. they actually filmed it, though, right? That was a. Um, well, they did. Screen they filmed test. it where screen she, test. Uh, a screen uh, test. Shot him with a thirty-eight or whatever. Yeah, a screen like, test. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, wasn't gotcha. officially part of the production. See, you, you know, I mean, Lois is obviously crazy in Superman. But, and and here it is. It it follows that she's murdering. 
Yeah. But she also mercury. made it very clear she was shooting with blanks. Oh. Yeah, she did say that at the end. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been here. So does Clark Kent. So that's right. Anyway. Oh. So that was, so that was <laughs> one panel. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry for the tangent. Yeah. yeah. Like I, um, anybody that knows me knows I can talk about anything for hours. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you know. Well, preaching the choir. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's like you're amongst a good company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can. So uh, the rest of the, the rest of the convention uh, was kind of like that. I, again, you could just walk right into Ballroom Twenty most of the time. So I got to see all those panels. I got to see the Orville. I got it's the to second see, largest room. Yeah. Uh, so I got to see the Orville, got to see um, uh, Alien, Resident Alien, got to see nice. um, a whole bunch of panels. Like, oh, uh, uh, For All Mankind, mm. which they made Did the big announcement. They got yet, the fourth Jeff? season. Did you get into that show yet, Jeff? I'm telling no, you. No, I'm, I'm really far behind on that one. I'm with you, Steve. I'm, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the Soviets making to the moon first? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And it's so good. It is excellent. It's like... The best what if story ever. Yeah, and and at the panel they made it very clear that that the showrunners and oh, oh, the wow. showrunners and most of the writers are also history geeks. Uh huh. So so they so they're always doing what if. It's like okay, well if that happened, then what happens to East and West Berlin? And then somebody has to come along and go, does that figure into our story at all? No, but. What would happen? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah really. you got to figure it out. Oh, it, it, that, that is a... That is a and excellent Ron thought. Moore works on the... She's the executive yeah, producer. Yeah. Oh, it's... Yeah, Kuda's work on it. Yep, yeah. Mike and Denise Kuda. Yep. Yeah, there's... And uh, who's the... the uh, Linda Park was on is on it. She's a, a telecaster. Mm-hmm. So there's an enterprise connection. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch... I mean, both Orville and uh, For All Mankind have... Star Trek pollen. Oh yeah, in there. Doug Drexler is working on, or was working on Orville, well, and Andre Bormanis and Brandon Braga. Yeah, are two of the yep. staff writers Produce. on. Well, yeah, on the Orville. Braga is also a producer. Oh that too. really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So you know what's cool? I was watching the Orville the other day, and uh, Brandon uh, Fayette, he's the like lead guy that does all the special effects on mm-hmm. on Orville, and I didn't even know it. And I, I I knew him back in the in the old experience days. I'm like that's pretty awesome. He's moved up from, you know, he. I mean, obviously the guy worked at J, for JJ Abrams, but right. now he's he's running his own. He's running his own shows now, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty awesome. Oh, so, Terry so Metalis, Todd mm-hmm. used to know him, and yeah. he's now in charge of. Yeah, he's assistant to Braga, and now yeah, he's a exactly. full showrunner. Uh, so Steve. Uh, so you would say that the best part of this con was the fact that LineCon was down. LineCon was very down until. Until Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday is, is apparent is apparently when most people had their tickets. Uh, you you know, mean from, the weekend from, from twenty? <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. Um, but even then, um, so okay. So behind the scenes, I talked about this a little bit on the lair and, and on uh, Discord. But the behind the scenes was over the past few years or the past two years. Comic Con has been giving people the option of rolling their tickets over or getting a refund. But then they never had any resale days uh, for the past two years. And so my guess is they were letting the numbers drop just by attrition um, because who knew how this post-vaccine, you know, first live one was going to go. And so so the attendance-wise... Uh, for those of you who have been going for a while, I would say it was very much like an early 2000s uh, size. 
so that for instance even in the exhibition hall which recently has been nothing but doing the comic-con shuffle which if you're six three like me is just that's wears you out more than anything you're actually almost every aisle you're actually able to make strides down it <laughs> so you could actually walk down the things instead of doing the excuse me pardon me pardon me excuse me Excuse That's me. lulling you into a false sense of security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I guarantee you next year it won't be like that. No, but I also yeah. don't think that next year is going to be back up to peak either. I think it's going to be somewhere between this year and and peak. So, yeah, it's going to be more crowded next year. But That's true, too, because like, it depends on the participation of the like the comic book companies. Right. Because Star Wars, remember, Star Wars used to have a huge thing in the middle the uh, what they call the pavilion. Yeah, they that their pavilion, got Lucasfilm got moved over to... It was still pretty big, and it got moved over to the one of the walls. Uh, but they had costumes from like the Mandalorian and Andor and all that stuff. So they they still had a pretty huge presence. The of course the biggest missing one was DC. DC and then Warner Brothers also used to have a big booth. Right. Uh, and then in 2019 they combined them again. That was one of the last times yeah. they got sold. Uh, they had a combined Warner Brothers DC booth, and then this year they didn't have one at all. And uh, Image got their own their old spot. Hmm. Yeah, you didn't have the Harry Potter panels. You didn't have, uh, you know, there was a whole lot of Twilight was the last big one I went to. Yeah, that was yeah. terrible. Yeah, and Why then would you go, well, that uh, was well, and, I, it was the end of my convention experience. Like as yeah. soon as I saw what Twilight it would be did mine to too. it, as soon as I saw what <laughs> Twilight did to the convention, that was the last time I ever went. Yeah, I, mean, I take that back. Jeff and I went, but we just went for the premiere of the movie, not yeah. for anything yeah. else. Um, but that was it. I mean, for instance, Warner Brothers used to have a big three-hour panel, and then and then for the movies, and then they would also have like a big three-hour panel and three or four-hour panel in Ballroom Twenty for all the CW superhero shows. Well, they just had one hour in Hall H this well, year. At least like Star Trek got a, a Hall H. You know, yeah, they never Star Trek never got a Hall H. They did with the Abrams movies. Well, for the Abrams movies, but yeah. I was already, I had experienced Twilight, so that was the end of my <laughs> I was like, ain't doing that no more. That was yeah. the Twilight of his Comic-Con. Yeah. 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 That yeah, was yeah. the setting sun of my Twilight, my Comic-Con experiences. I'll go to little ones. Yeah. For sure, but not nothing right. like, no, no way. Yeah. Why, why, you know, I think when we went, that one time rooms were what, like, Oh, they much? were ridiculous. And we were staying like 30 minutes out of town. Uh, Twenty minutes. Well, when when you and I went for the Star Trek Beyond premiere in 2016, the only place I could get any room was San Ysidro, which is like right near the border. Right. I literally took Jeff out of the country for the first time yeah. ever. We we were we stayed at a Motel Six. We stayed at a Motel Six, and it was like seventy five, eighty dollars a night. Yeah. That far away from the convention. Center. That would be a great nerd joke someday. That you know, in the future of Comic Con, is uh, oh man, it, the nearest place I could get a room was in Tijuana. Tijuana, <laughs> you know. You know what? You in, know what? You could probably get a better better room in yeah. Tijuana to take the train. Up. It's very possible. <laughs> My buddy goes all the time, and you get a five star hotel for 35, 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So that would I would love to hear what hotel prices in Tijuana are during Comic Con. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> great. We should do it one just to see. Like well, I mean, I, we 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 took we took Jeff down to Tijuana for the first time ever. I, I remember we went out of the country. Oh, yeah. and, uh, Speaking of that, what happened after that is is a, a whole different podcast. Yes. No, <laughs> so we'll leave that one for we, next time. We might have to do it this time. Yeah. So speaking of that, yes, Barry once again had it wrong. 
next year what? is my last year oh, yeah. at Comic-Con. Hey, I corrected him while we were on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And, but the whole time I was sitting in my car going, no, no, God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Did you go to like one of the very... like. Did you, have you been going for like how many years? Since have you the been first started. Next year will be my fiftieth year. Jesus. So you literally went. Did you see Star Wars at Comic Con? I did see the Star Wars thing, and then I've told that story that uh, Lippincott from Twentieth Century Fox came down, showed the trailer, showed some behind the scenes thing, and the seventies were a dark time for sci fi, for movie sci fi in particular. You, you got a lot of nice, gritty, grounded things like you know Sterling Green and and that type of thing. But then Logan's Run comes along, and and that gets the best special visual effects along with <laughs> King Kong the same year. And I was like, mm. the dark times, very much dark times. So when their when their big sales push was from the director of American Graffiti, here comes the latest sci-fi client, and they showed this. I was like, oh, what is this going to be? Teenagers in space. This is going to be this going to suck so hard because they also didn't have the John Williams score with that trailer yet. I forget. When, I think they used the planet. They just did, did a voiceover. Yeah, and and it looked weird. And I was like, oh boy, all right. I guess <laughs> I, I'm going to go see it. But God, I have no expectations for this at all. And literally from like what was it, May 25th? It. I think I went my birthday weekend in the middle of June finally, and that's only because Time Magazine had their cover story was like the best movie of the year, and I was like, really. From the from the director of American Graffiti, a movie I loved, but come on. All right, I'll go down to Tyler Mall because they got this brand new thing called Dolby Stereo down there. I guess I'll go see it there, and it's in 70 millimeter, and I know that's always awesome. And, of course, you know. Holy not, shit, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, not, e- not even two minutes into it, I was like, okay, well, my mind is completely changed just from this. Yeah, I I talk about one of the greatest beginnings to a movie ever it just of all time yeah it just it totally this is what you're in for folks and you're just like wow now, you know what Steve? happened to me Fuck. we know what happened to me i i remember i was very young i was five but we went to the movie theater i remember people smoking yep <laughs> but i also remember the film uh burnt up <laughs> in, uh, when they were on tattooing the droids it's dry there it's hot so we had to wait and they were able to get it back on but it took like an hour and then they got it back on and we all yeah. stayed we all stayed we were all glued to our seats yeah 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 but, but it was yeah. amazing so 73 was my first comic con and they organized in 69 and they had their first two conventions in 1970 um, back when it was called the Golden State Comic Con it, and I went the first first year. It was actually called San Diego Comic Con, was seventy three, and of course I heard about it from. And I think I posted this story too on the Lair and on on Discord, but my first heard about it, uh, uh, C- Sinister Seymour, the horror movie host of Southern California, was talking about how he would be hosting some of the panels. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that thing is like. And then the Monster Times came out, which was kind of a low-grade rival of Famous Monsters, came out. And they had a full-page ad. And in that full-page ad, of course, the headliner was, ladies and gentlemen, Neil fucking Adams. And as somebody who thought he was going to be a comic book artist, I was like, Mom, Dad, Neil Adams, in person, in San Diego. We got to go. We got to go. You got to take me. So while they all went to SeaWorld... 
<laughs> I spent the day. <laughs> they just dropped their kid on area. Oh, oh yeah, the, yeah. the golden age. The oh, yeah. 70s. It was, it was a different time, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a different, Your parents, much less safe time. I yeah. love that iconic image Neil Adams made of him, uh, Superman breaking the chains. Yeah. I used to I used to hang on the wall right in, in the living room there. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I had to That's... bring it. I had to bring it back because it's just sitting in my garage. And you can <sighs> hang it up. Mm. So I have yeah. a huge poster of that. Yeah. So it's Neil Adams, Carmen Infantino, June Foray, a couple other people that I'm forgetting right now. The dealers' room, the exhibition floor, <laughs> the dealers' room is what they used to call it back then. Was I think literally the size of the downstairs here. It was downstairs of a medium-sized house. Of a medium-sized house. I mean, about a thousand square feet. Yeah. As I was like, I literally did the thing in like an hour, and that's only because I was stopping going through the back issues, you know, like this. But I mean, I made that circuit a few times, going, oh, I don't know if I want that. I only have ten bucks to spend, and wait, what? What is this? What is this? The world of DC Metropolis? What is this? Because the previous year was when DC made Metropolis, Illinois, the official home of Superman. And they had major plans to build like this whole Superman theme park with concept art, again, ladies and gentlemen, by Neil fucking Adams. <laughs> and, and so they had pictures from that. And I was like, oh, where is this? Illinois, how do I get there? <laughs> and this is before they had the statue built or anything. It was just this, you know, again, an annual, an annual celebration. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Carney, why? Why you? Uh, so, yeah, so that was sort of my beginning. Of- when they finished the Trans-Pacific Railroad, I was able to go. <laughs> that sounds more like an Andy story. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, Man. so. I rode a steam locomotive, kids. So, speaking of next year, I actually have my hotel booked. All right. And I'm. And it's not in Tijuana? It's he's, not Tijuana. I, I decided since it's my last year, I've splurged. Ooh. Omni to booking.com ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that is your friend I got the Bristol uh, which is in which is gas lamp adjacent right off the trolley line in downtown San Diego it's probably like five blocks from the convention center <clears throat> four nights is about Two thousand bucks. Oh, oh yikes! But, yeah, I was like, hey, you know, holy. what a bargain. Neil Adams, huh? <laughs> yeah. so how many how many people are you gonna sleep in that room with you so you can cut the cost? Oh man, anyone who wants to show up, you know, bring it, bring a sleeping bag. Is there a staircase in that room? Yeah. You go a staircase, huh? Mm, maybe. <laughs> wow. I'm, Stairway to heaven, maybe. Mm-hmm. Try to win the Where lottery. It it'd be fun to do the last Comic Con with Steve. Right. I want to do it last now. Comic Con. Let's make it a party. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Uh, so, like I say, or we can get a whole bunch of those. Remember oh, when Barry did that thing with the with the, his face? Yeah. yeah. On, the, yeah. on the stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I just found in storage, and so I got my face. Uh, was, who's, who did that? Was that Todd Ignella or was that Todd? Did you? it, and it was me and Paul. Okay. Yeah, because because he because he and Barry went. Wait, did Barry go? Barry did go. Think, they I think had, it was the right. two of them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Barry's yeah. face, Barry, Barry's face was there. <laughs> yeah, and shamed us all. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and continues to do so. Anyway, so yeah, so yeah. Anyone who wants to go, and and again, even if you don't get. If you don't get badges, there is so much stuff. You don't need free stuff. Badges. Yeah, you really don't need any stinking badges. We had, we had a fantastic time outside. We didn't mm-hmm. even. Yeah. We didn't even go in the. Con. There's so much stuff. Uh, Petco Park. Yeah. 
Some of them they still asked for badges uh, to get in there. Like, you got your Comic Con badge? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, <laughs> okay, well, come on in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's literally like that. So because it's just NBC and wanting to sell their shows. Yeah. So they don't care if you got a badge or not. Like there were some that were supposed to be restricted to Comic Con attendees, and they're like, "Do you have your badge?" And I'm like, "Nope." Uh, okay, go ahead. Come come on in. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So now we're going from one part of California to the other. Darren. The other part of California, Florida. <laughs> oh, wait, you went to, wait, I, I thought you went to the one in Disneyland. No, no, it's Disney World. Is it Disney World? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The, only, the only one in the world is Orlando. I don't know. That's all right. I do now, though. That's all right. In a, in a, in a, in a parallel universe, it's in California. You're right. We, but now now this one, this particular one's in Orlando. So tell me about the Star Wars Hotel. Well, I... Um, there's so much to say. And then, then say it, man. <laughs> well, I'm sure... So it's been open for a couple of months now, and right. I'm sure everybody's seen pictures on social media. They've heard it. They've seen it. The but question you've experienced I get, it. Well, the question I get most asked most is that it is. Uh, um, is it worth it? Oh, okay. and uh, it's very expensive. But as far as I'm concerned, you only live once, so and you can, you can't take it with you. So you might as well have a good time and, and experience these things. It's an amazing experience. I can't say that enough. N- note that he didn't answer the question. Oh yeah, no, yeah. It's. Yeah, no. Uh, um, is well, it is it worth it? Yes. A hundred percent yes. That was a yes. very Disney answer, wasn't it? A <laughs> 100% yes. If you, so let me just preface that by saying if you are like like a diehard, hardcore, like um, you hate all the new Star Wars, maybe it's not the place for you. But if you want to live Star Wars for a weekend, you will absolutely love it. Man, baby free by the sound of things. Absolutely mm. love it. Um, I lost myself for two full days. Like I didn't even realize there was anything in the outside world for two full days. I had no want or desire to do anything. You know, I wasn't like, oh, like, can I go outside and you know, go to the bar or anything like that? No, it was amazing. You know, they they literally keep you so busy that you don't have time to think about anything from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed. They keep you busy. What does that mean? The staff, uh, even even in your room, you have a, a droid. It's like an Alexa that you talk to, and we'll tell you stories. We'll interact with you, ask you how the day was. So even while you're in your room, you're experiencing part of the okay. show. There's the window in your room that shows all the spaceships where you're at in orbit. So you just can sit, sit and look at that. I, I could sit and look at that for hours, watching the planets go by. It's so immersive that uh, um, I just I it's. It's everything that I wished that uh, the experience would have been back in the day. Mm, right, you know, right. it really, it really took it to the next level. Yeah. You know, it really did. So, my question, and I should actually ask you guys. Like, you, I'm sure you guys have questions, and you want to know. There's stuff that you guys would like to know about it. Um, I could, an- I'll answer questions from you guys. That way, you can kind of your listeners, because they know what you guys would like to ask or they would like to ask. Because, like I said, you've seen it on social. You've seen it on social media. You've seen the pictures. That being said, is there anything that, like, you guys would like to know? And I'll fill in the blanks as we go. Okay. What stands out to you? What 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 is the one thing that you keep going back to in uh, in terms of memory? So, a lot of the interactions. So, like, where what made Star Trek the, the experience most special? I think for a lot of people was the characters. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, obviously everybody knows you guys were characters. But um, the characters there are very memorable and very much part of the entertainment. So, and they're through your whole entire thing. So, 
So, um, excuse me. That was me. <laughs> um, they make your whole experience. So, right from the beginning. So, like, when you you go on board the ship, you take the shuttle, they, they, they launch, you go to hyperspace, you go in orbit, mm-hmm. you land on the ship, you dock, and then they have, like... You introduce to your your cabin. You go to the cabin. Excuse you. You go to the cabin, <laughs> and uh, um, and then and then you come back for a meeting, and immediately the characters are there. So me personally, I was standing next to this character. He just plopped down next to me, and I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, because he looked like a smuggler. So I was like, "Hey, you need anything? You know, I can I can maybe help you out." Just playing around, and the guy's like, "Really?" He's like, "What's your name?" And uh, I told him my name, and he's like, "Hey, my name's Wraith." <laughs> my name's Wraith. Pleasure to meet you. He's like, he's like, and who's your who's your friend here? Which was my daughter. And he handed her a card, and he's like, he's like, "Hey, let's." Uh, he's like, "Let's let's talk later." And so, what happens from that point on is that it's like basically a giant. Um, remember those novels when you were a kid? The pick, choose your own adventure. Yeah. yeah. It's, basically, it's what LARPing, happens, right? Yeah, yeah, but basically, what happens is it becomes a huge giant LARP, Star Wars LARP that is like the best looking LARP you're ever going to see. <laughs> yeah, and um, and basically, you can you can be as involved as you want or or as little as you want. That was going to be my question. Like, how much do they encourage you to you interact? Jeff, Jeff, or? Jeff doesn't like fun, so how do you speak? <laughs> yeah, you experience the whole story. He's the okay. extra in the background at the bar table, just regardless yeah. of whether uh, you want to or not. Like it's all baked in. So, like they have the because you go to the dinners, you're gonna go to the dinners, you're gonna go to the bar. The characters go to the bar. They interact no matter what. You so you see it because it's just, it's not a huge place. Um, so Speaking like of that, even if what I care about the most, how's the food? The food is in, insane. It's really cool. It's very much uh, earth based. But they've just made it enough that it's cool to look at. And it's unique, like, like Star Trek's ribs of targ. Exactly, it's very much earth based, but they've changed it just enough that it makes it blue milk. Got blue milk. They have blue milk and green milk on tap. Oh shit! Yeah, you can on just, tap. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. God damn! So you can mix the two together. <laughs> Let me tell you, I had some, I had some cre- crazy blue green swirly stuff. <laughs> it's, it's like and that was that. It wasn't coming. It wasn't coming after. out of me. Okay, it was going okay. into me. Yeah. Just so we're clear. It's like an audio animatronic, one of those things, right? You get to milk it. And it uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the last blue-green swirly I experienced was in high school. I, I tried milking. I tried milking a couple things, and I got slapped. A couple hey times. yo, you so, said the dinners are these like at at six o'clock. So there, dinner. there's dinner time. Like if, if you've ever been on a cruise, you have set times that you go oh, to okay. dinner. It's very much like a cruise. If you've ever been on a cruise, yeah, very, I was gonna say it's similar. less like a hotel, more like a, a, a cruise. Yes, you know, okay. essentially yeah, that's yeah, yeah. exactly okay. what okay. it is. All right, All right. I know I'm going to enjoy that thing. I so, so what happens is, is uh, um, you go to dinner and it's called the Crown of Corellia, and there's live entertainment in there. So the characters come in, they interact as part of the show. <laughs> then they have music, singing, and uh, um, the the gal that plays I can't remember her name now for some reason it's escaping me, but the uh, the main the main singer. She um, she puts on a good show. It's amazing. And then she has a DJ. Wadi is her name. Um, it's there's so basically there's like six or seven main characters. Well, no, there's more than that. There's shoot. I didn't I didn't come prepared for all this information. Sorry. So I'd say there's probably more like twenty main characters. There's Imperial or Resistance. There's there's First Order. There's the staff of the ship. 
There's passengers. There's, it's like a giant wow. done it basically. And so anyway, they give you these things, these cards, and then you go on all the missions, and you got to be different places, different times, but it just ends up being just enough that you're busy the whole time. And then when you're not busy, you know, you want to explore. So you go, you know, check out little parts of the ship. Um, they have, uh, and then of course you can get food 24 seven. They have a bar that has free food and, uh, the bartenders there are amazing. They're calling them chemists. <laughs> and that's where I spent the majority of my time, obviously. Cause you know, you know me. Right. <laughs> um, and the drinks are amazing. Although they do charge you quite a bit for the drink. The drinks are like 18, $17 a piece. So Vegas strip prices. Yeah. Yeah, wow. but I mean, it's Camp Devonians. Yeah. That's what happens. $20 cocktails are not anything new to me. The food had, uh, <laughs> like, for breakfast, so go back to the food for a minute. They had a, um, has anybody ever had a scotch egg? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a hard-boiled It's a hard boiled egg, but this was soft-boiled. It's packed in sausage, and then they dipped it in pancake batter and uh, fried oh. it. Uh, and he served it with, like, syrup. It was, it was called, like, a meteor, meteor right or something like that. Huh. So... You know, just different enough that it was, you know, not most people wouldn't have had it, but most people do know what it is. Had some blue shrimp that was like <laughs> smoking, had dry ice in it. Um, you know, it, it there, you, there's so it it feels like there's so much the experience DNA in this. Well, I, that's I, well, so that's that's what I'm going to get to in a minute here. Oh. Like, I wanna, I wanna just, I, I just can't stress this enough. Let let, let you guys answer your questions, and then and then. Uh, um, so, where was I? Um, characters, blue shrimp. Oh, the 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 captain. His table is an is, is like an additional dining experience. You can pay extra for that. I think it's only like thirty dollars a person, but you can do it one first night or second night. But you get additional extra food that's like a little bit weirder and diff, different, but better quality food, I guess you could say. But nothing wrong with the food you get. It's amazing, and you can have as much as you want. Just like just like a cruise. And then uh, the mornings they have buffet, breakfast buffet. But uh, um, let me think here. What else? Okay. So then uh, on the second day you go to Batu, you do your you do your 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 mission, and it's really cool because they give you a pin and you have your wristband, so everybody there knows that you're on the cruise. So you get special treatment. Batu is then Galaxy's Edge, okay, in, in Disneyland and Disney World, but okay. this is Disney World specific. So, so you're ming- you're mingling with. With the normal people, yes, right. yes. With the with the with the, with the little people, uh, yeah. but so so. The Todd's Green Moisture Farmers, the little yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, nobody's nobody's little, but it, it was. They do try to make you feel special because you're the amount of money you are spending. Yeah, I, right. I would hope. So yeah. you do get you get you get um you get line passes for the, both the rides, and uh, um the staff is super nice to you. You get free lunch, you get a free reservation to Ogas, although you have to pay for the drinks as well. Um, <laughs> Get I you like in the this, door. I like this. No open bar. Yeah. No open There's bar no, in a like, galaxy no, far, no far away. Inclu- <laughs> there are booze included cruises and resorts, but this is not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you literally get anything and everything you want. I mean, you you, if you want to drink. That's on you. But they, there's no shortage of, of food or, or drink. Mm-hmm. Like I stayed up. We stayed both nights up at the bar till two in the morning, and they had all you could eat. It was like an all you could eat buffet in there. Plus, in the main uh, the main lobby area, they had snacks out all night too, dessert, which I I stockpiled every night. I went and grabbed a whole bunch of them, and then I put them in my pockets, took them back to the room. So I had a whole bunch of taste of uh, taste of uh, Corellia for the rest of you know, a couple of weeks. I tried to save some, but I was like, I can't save these anymore. <laughs> 
and they are unique looking. So anyway, anybody pocket, have any pocket full of jelly custard questions for me? Any of you guys? That you, that you're wondering the, about it? was just the food, really. Food's amazing. Yeah. Uh, there was the, one of the bartenders was very funny. She was uh, she was all about the flatbreads. They're these like uh, I don't remember the names of them. They had Star Wars names, but she was like flatbread. And this woman was insane selling flatbreads. She was she was so good at. To her credit, though, the flatbread was amazing. It's like a little, kind of like a pepperoni pizza. It was so good. I had like three of them. <laughs> how far? How far do they go in terms of like makeup, prosthetics, making people aliens or a or is it basically well, all just humans? Uh, so characters? Wadi is uh, uh, is uh, what's uh, Greedo's character? A uh, uh, Rodian. Rodian. Yeah. So and oh. she's fully covered. But her mouth moves, mm-hmm. and she's got a speaker, so you can hear what she's saying. Right. But it is a speaker; you can tell it's a speaker. Okay. Uh, everybody else is they're human-ish, but they're fully covered. I mean, their their makeup's excellent. You know, there's stormtroopers. Obviously, there's a couple. Right. There's a droid that wanders around the ship. Oof. Yeah. Man, that job. Yeah. That be, that guy better get that guy or girl, the droid operator be, better get. Uh, well, what kind of droid is it? It's an R two unit. Oh, okay. Yeah, SK. I was thinking. I was thinking a uh, protocol. No, 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 no. That no. person no. better get extra pay. <laughs> no, there isn't any of that. And it would be nice to see a little more detailed. A, a lot of the guests are dressed up to the mm-hmm. nines, so they they make it look great too. Like I saw a guy that had Lola from uh, um, from uh, um, the Obi Wan series. You know, oh, the, yeah, yeah. Leia's little droid, and that show had just come out. Like it was still in the middle of. Right. And it had only been on for like two or three weeks. And this guy already had it 3D printed and was on his shoulder, like LED lights and everything. I was like, wow. that's impressive. Meh. Very cool. So um, I don't know. It's just, it's it's fully immersive. It's very cool. And if you like Star Wars even a little bit, I recommend it. You know, like these, the memories that you form to are, would last a lifetime. Um, it almost brought a tear to my eye, like, because I was like, it really took me back to that time we were together. And I was like, this is absolutely bonkers how cool this is and how cool it should have been had it had, you know, like, you know, it been it been realized the full way it was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, that. the experience, yeah. There was so much more they were planning on doing and ran out of time and money. Yeah, mm. um, um, this, this, some, some of this, the other areas that I didn't even touch on, like the bridge. So basically, the breakdown of the whole tale, it's four floors. Although the ship is like 13, 13 uh, levels, but you're you're as a crew as a as a guest, you're only allowed access to four floors. <laughs> you're not allowed access to. Although you can sneak into certain areas, like the engine room, you can find your way into, which has a, a Easter egg. It's uh, Han and Leia's uh, right scratch their name on the pipes because they took their honeymoon on, <laughs> right, on the, right, on the right. ship. Yeah, in the was it the novel or the comic book or something? Yeah, like that? one of the comic books, I believe it was. Or oh. no, it was one of the novels. Ah. <clears throat> Um, obviously, Chewie's there. You help him through the whole thing. Ray's there. Kylo Ren's there. There, they, the whole thing culminates when a battle against good versus evil. Um, that lightsaber is amazing. You know the light up one that they mm-hmm. showed online. Yeah. Although it's so dumb, like what they did is they have this beautiful, amazing lightsaber that extends and lights up. But right away she extends it and then she she kneels down, puts it down, and grabs another one. And it's like the worst transition and was like. I'm like, come on, guys, think of something better. Right, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, do you think any any kid in there? And let's be clear, Star Wars is made for kids. 
Yeah. It's not made for 50-year-old men. Right. No. It's made for kids and families. It always has been. So do you think – I don't think any kid is going to be like, oh, my God, that transition was terrible. <laughs> you know, me being 50 years old, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, okay. But I can look past that. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Back in the day, Lucas talked about that. He said, you know, when he was – when he made THX 1138, he was playing with his mind. And when he made – American Graffiti was playing with his heart, and then when he made Star Wars, he was playing with his hands. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say I, something. I else. was <laughs> like, "Wow, this is this is wow, Steve." <laughs> well, I saw I saw those lightsabers, and I thought he was playing with something else. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, anyway, uh, some other aspects of the ship, I guess. Uh, the Crown of Corellia is cool. That's the dining room. The bridge is amazing. Like, that's one of the first things you do when they have the thing on the on the bridge on the on, on the main part of the ship. Um, they get a special. They invite a special family to to jump to hyperspace. So when they pull that lever, the whole ship goes, and you can feel it on the floor and everything. Nice. And it's cool because it's tied into the whole ship. So if you go to hyperspace in your room, um, they make an announcement down the hall. You can hear it, it goes. Bam, bam, bam. Black alert. Yeah, basically like like <laughs> nothing, nothing like black alert. But they make they make a there's a notification. You can hear it, and then you, if you look out the window, the ship goes to hyperspace. And that's the whole entire hotel. It's cool. That's wow. very cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, what else? The bridge is basically a big simulator, which I would I don't, I don't know why Star Trek's never done it. It makes me mad that that's a whole other show. We can if if I ever come on again, I would love to like talk about what what's wrong with Star Trek right now. Not the shows, not the shows because I love the shows, but Star Trek in general. Um, the the bridge is amazing. Like you have all these stations and they're all interactive and all the buttons work and you like literally find off the first order or you got to blow up asteroids or you got to like uh you got to rescue cargo that fell off the ship you got to grab it with these drones all kinds of cool stuff all the planets and scenarios all the ships all the recognizable stuff that flies by you're just like it's never ending like it's so cool it's it's amazing has anybody been to the warner brothers uh new tour Oh, I'm, I have been you been or anybody been to the sci-fi museum up in Seattle? No. No? Okay. Well, in those two, uh, the sci-fi museum in Seattle, they used to have a, a room that was just a giant like theater-sized screen. It wasn't quite that big, but it was big. And it had a space station that had every ship imaginable landing on it. And I could <laughs> just sit and watch that thing for hours. Same thing with this bridge. I could sit and watch it for just sit. I could just sit in there. Like matter of fact, I went and just sat on a chair and just like sat there, like at like three in the morning, because I was all alone and I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. And that you know, it's that's the cool thing too is like the families go to bed. So like there's there's hardcores like me that will stay up all night yeah, long. Like, Look at this loser. Look at him. Three a.m. Sitting <laughs> yeah, in the right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. It's cool. And then uh, what, what's up? I have two questions. Shoot. First one. What do you think they could have done better? Um, I'll, I'll, I think, I mean, I, I don't want to say they could have done anything better. I'm not, because, I'm not saying that, that there's something bad to it, but it, what, what, what do you think could be best improved so, in the future? So for me personally, the things that stand out the most was the shuttlecraft to Batu was obviously just a bus. You could <laughs> bounce, you were bouncing around on it and stuff like that. You could feel that it was a bus. I would have liked to see like some more fixed. Was it enclosed? Yeah, it was completely enclosed. You can't, you yeah. can't see that it's a bus. It's a shuttle, and when you get off the shuttle, you're at a docking port <laughs> and everything. It's fully immersive. Okay. Don't, don't get me wrong. All right, yeah. 
It's literally like uh, I've seen pictures of it. It's like it's like those U-Haul style trucks, and then they cut a hole in the side so that uh, when it pulls up to the quote unquote airlock, and that airlock air opens up on that mm-hmm. side and on the truck side, you're just walking right on. So it's yeah. got that that bus that air mm-hmm. ride suspension thing going. Okay. Um, the the lightsaber training, cool, yes, but um, I did it with a uh, uh, this old 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 couple that had no idea what the hell's going on <laughs> like they couldn't even they're like okay move back and then they couldn't even they're like hmm? you know you had to like rotate and it was just kind of like it kind of took me out of it it was fun but i think the lightsaber training could have been much much it could be much better save them for the owen baru scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean again like like i said made for kids and families mm-hmm. so that being said, as a fifty-year-old man, yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed. But but I try to I try to when I see something that people don't like, I try to look at it through the eyes of a child. Oh, that's my next question. Take yourself down to a nine-year-old you. As nine-year-old you, what's your favorite part? Oh my God, the whole thing! Like, you kidding me? Um, the bridge, like, cause so like Sounds when I like when it. I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had an Enterprise shirt, and it was like this little diagram of the Enterprise, the outline of it, and I love that shirt more than anything. So, like, I've always loved the the, the, the schematic part or the blueprints or the, the technical side of it. So that's why I think the bridge was probably my most – I mean, I would have loved that as a kid, you know, just, just to be able to – like, you could go with this bridge. It had an IMAX size screen, like probably two IMAX size screens, and – it was seamless. Like you could look, you could go anywhere in that bridge and see space. You hmm. could lean all the way over to the corner and you couldn't see the edge of the screen. Oh wow! So when, when you said you went there and you were alone, were any cast there? Anything? Anybody? Just there was. Uh, there's always in concierge. There's always people there. Okay. But uh, on yeah, the no. bridge, I'm talking about. So no, no, I was all alone. Wow. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, I have some pictures I can show you. They're, it's pretty cool. I tried to. I tried mm. to take some. I try my thing like with Disney now is like I try to take pictures when there's nobody around because it's very rare you get those images and like during the pandemic when I was going when they first (laughs) opened I got some really neat pictures so I just try to because there's so many idiots in the world and so many pictures in the world that I try to avoid them at all costs (laughs) you know what I mean. Not that uh, not that people are I I don't inherently think that people are idiots but I just no they are there are a large (laughs) in large numbers percentage of yeah. So if, if, if someone just comes out of nowhere, just grabs you and, and totally legit, not a joke, not, not a scam, anything, and says, hey, Darren, we would like you to come work the bar there. And we want you to come on permanent, you know, be a full-timer, come with us, come there. Now, would, is that something you would be oh, like? I'd pack, I'd pack up. I'd be gone in a second. All right. Yeah. In a heartbeat. To be able to, to be able to live in that world is like, like a you're talking about a once in a lifetime thing. You know, like it's it's I can't stress that enough about our experiences, is that you don't get these experiences. Nobody does. There's a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Just like I was telling you my boss earlier. Yeah, there used to be a whole bunch of Playboy clubs, but he worked at the last one, the very last one, and he closed it down. So those experiences you just can't. Yeah. You people don't can see it on TV and see it on a show or. Say, oh, that's cool, but once, you know, you just... And that's what this provides. It provides a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. 
and it's very immersive and it's very cool. If you look for holes in anything, you're going to find it. Right. Yeah. But if you if and if you that's what you do in life, then you're just not having a good time. Yeah. You know, unless that's your you know, unless your your job is to look for holes and that's fine. That's that's your life. But just learn to like learn to love things for what they are and not what they aren't. I mean, that's right. that's, you know, I'm sorry that you have to look at Ray and Kylo Ren. I'm sorry that it's like <laughs> a giant larp. But you know what? It's a pretty fucking cool larp. Yeah. I mean, if it's if that's a LARP, it's the coolest fucking LARP you can do. <laughs> Seriously. Like Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing cooler, and like I said, I would I would love to if, if I ever do come back, we'll talk about Star Trek and what I think is wrong with Star Trek. And that's a whole nother but I'll leave you I'll leave that up to you guys and whatever. Like I would love to hash that out. Anyway, anybody have any other questions about the Star Wars experience? Well, sounds like fun. Oh, actually I have one. Oh, you know what? What well, what's that? All in with the amount of money you spent and everything, would you do it again if given Hell the opportunity? Hell yeah. Okay, in a that's second. that's exactly what I want to do. If you look, okay, so like I know it's a lot of money, but if you look at a Disney resort property like Grand Flirting, which is their high-end property. Jesus, that place is expensive. If you go concierge level, which is their high-end level where mm-hmm. they, you know, you get free snacks and everything. You don't even get entrance into the park included. For like a 3-night stay, you're looking at about the same amount of money. So, yeah. so so why not you know yes you're 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 not gonna have that level of of care i guess you could say but i i felt very taken care of there like i didn't need i did not not need anything the whole time i was there it was amazing the only difference is like you your stay at disneyland or hollywood studios is only like four or five hours that's it and then you got to go back but like kidding me i'm spending that much money i want to go back to the ship and hang out i couldn't (laughs) wait to get back to the ship and hang out there (laughs) <laughs> and when it was over, I was I was like sad. I was like, oh my gosh, this is ending. And so uh, you know, oh, that was the one thing I wanted to talk about was the bar. The bar was I know you've seen the pictures I posted online. It had a very like corks ash field. Like the colors were very similar. <laughs> the lighting was very similar. The glassware unique. They had a they had a creature in a jar that was spun <laughs> around and helped make the drinks. I was like, so. So maybe we can transition into that, like like what I was saying, the experience. It literally was um, every bit of what the experience should have been. And I know that these people were huge fans of the experience, being in that place and, and enjoying it and the love and care that went into it. I would love to meet the people that designed it because I know there's some people there that were huge fans of the experience. Mm-hmm. If not, people involved were, and they were very... <laughs> beneficial in the design of that place i can tell you that right now um and then one last thing i wanted to talk about the uh the the guardians of the galaxy ride at at disney world i went on that while i was there you want to talk about star trek the experience this is this the new one at Epcot? the brand new one yeah yeah cosmic rewind right? cosmic rewind when you walk into that place you walk into like a queue and it talks about like the history of xandar just like the history of, the, of, of, of Star Trek. And then you walk into another room and they start giving you like the spiel, like, oh, you're going to get beamed up and then this is what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden you get hijacked. You get beamed <laughs> up into another room. The room that you're in becomes another room all of a sudden and you're on a different planet and you got to go through this queue, which looks like the Great Hall or like the, you know, the, the, uh, the Grand Corridor. The Grand Corridor. It looks exactly <laughs> like the Grand Corridor. 
and then you get load up into the it's a roller coaster instead of you know a shuttle but then you go through space and you got to save the earth and you got to travel through time and everything i'm like i'm like i was like deja freaking vu the whole time i was like this is star trek the experience like exactly I know, and i know it's been done like star tours was first but there was was there a motion simulator before that one even but star tours was the first one that i am aware of but, but regardless the 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 queue and the walkthrough <laughs> and all the aspects of it was it was like i was like this is star trek the experience like the whole thing the only difference is the ending of being a motion simulator that being said, the roller coaster is a motion-based roller coaster, so you don't you're not just going down a track; you're spinning around in the vehicle. So, like when you're going around a circle, you're looking into the circle. So you're kind of it's kind of it's very unique. It's cool. If you've never experienced a motion coaster, uh, there's only like I'm sure there's some in, in you know like Sea World or something like that that I haven't been to or Bush Gardens, but uh, the ones I've been on, I've been on uh, um, Crush's coaster in Paris. And uh, they had one at Disney World, the the asteroid one. It kind of spun, mm. and that was just a little thing. And then, uh, of course, this one. So it's a it's a really but but that experience was literally like Star Trek the experience. So <laughs> if anybody goes, I'd like to hear like uh, you know April. I think April went. She was just recently there. I'd like to hear what she she had to say mm-hmm. about it. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Nice. Well, we have still a little time, and I promise we get back to it, but it can only follow under news you don't give a shit about. (laughs) Warner Brothers will no longer be releasing its standalone Batgirl movie starring Leslie Grace, despite the fact that the $90 million superhero project was nearly finished. The studio had been hoping to release the movie in late 2022, but reportedly opted out to, quote, cut its losses and run for the sake of the brand's future, unquote, after a number of bad test screenings. Quote, they think an unspeakable Batgirl is going to be irredeemable, an insider told the Washington Post. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter chalks up the decision to aggressive money-saving measures in the wake of the recent merger with Discovery that has the new corporate entity shifting focus to theatrical endeavors like Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and The Flash. However, the real answer behind the move could lie somewhere between the heightened fiscal responsibility and the film not being so great. Uh, the company's cost-cutting strategy has also resulted in the cancellation of the $40 million Scoob Holiday Haunt, a Christmas-themed follow-up to 2020's Scoob. Batgirl was also slated to feature the return of Michael Keaton and J.K. Simmons as uh, Burton-era Bruce Wayne and Snyderverse Commissioner Gordon, respectively. Uh, Doom Patrol alum Brendan Fraser had been tapped to play fiery antagonist Garfield Linz, a.k.a. Firefly. Uh, Ivory Aquino would have rounded out the ensemble as uh, Alyssa Yo, Barbara's best friend and the first live-action trans character in the DC Universe. Uh, most likely, the studio will try to claim both films as tax write-offs as a way to recoup their investment, meaning the studio cannot profit off them, meaning they cannot sell them or release them, likely leaving them to never be seen. So let's discuss the state of Discovery Warner. It really feels like Discovery has always run as a company a very tight ship because they're they're mostly reality-based television, so highly profitable endeavors. It seems like they have come into Warner Brothers with the notion that they can run a movie studio 
and entertainment company in that same vein. And you really can't with a movie uh, production studio because every movie that you put out carries a large amount of risk, whether it's going to be profitable, even with the creative counting practices that <laughs> I've previously talked about. Uh, I get another shout out to the Hollywood Economist. Uh, it's still risky, you know. Are people going to go see it in the theaters with all the the money that you spend on advertising? Are they going to actually go buy tickets to this thing? And then when it hits home video, are they going to buy that? So I think it feels like Discovery has never been one to take risks, and now they've bought this company thinking that it was a sure thing, and now realizing everything that Warner Brothers does carries a large amount of risk and they don't know how to handle that. So they're doing the only thing they know how to do, which is to cut costs. Is and it a merger or is it an acquisition? Acquisition. They basically bought Warner uh, from, from AT&T. T- from AT&T, yeah. Oh, okay. That's sad. Yeah. Can you imagine the the reality TV series we're going to have coming to? Like, <laughs> like Trailer Park Batman. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I was a huge fan, so now I've on. I mean, bad guys in the middle of the night in the city. Perfect example is is HBO Max. HBO Max was ridiculously profitable, and they were trying to figure out how to make it more profitable. And the same thing with that with all the HBO original programming, they have made tons of money off of the, you know, Game of Thrones. I mean, uh, all the other you know, pre- proprietary things that are only available on HBO, and they're like. Well, I feel like we could have made more money off of that. And they'd made ridiculous amounts of money off of that. So they're basically looking, so they're like, well, Marvel makes this much money. How come you don't make that much money? Well, that's, I'm sure that is definitely playing Which into their decision making. ridiculous. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you're talking about 12, almost 14 years worth of strategizing on Marvel's part. And well, that, just the characters. Playing the long game. I mean, I'm sorry, but the characters in Marvel are just more relatable. You know, because they're they're us, yeah. and like all these characters in DC. I love DC. DC's my first. Yeah, DC's I know. my first I, I relate, child. I relate to the Blob Marvel, but they're they're more like they're more they're more they're more like gods than they are. You know what I mean? Only if they're written that way. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's Only how they, if they're fucking that's, written that way. And that's how and that's how they've been written for a long time. Woo! I'm just saying, what kid? Well, it doesn't want to be Superman, right? I wanted to be Green Lantern. I wanted that ring. Yeah. But every kid can relate to Spider-Man. Every single one. Because guess what? He's a kid. Superman's not a kid. Green Lantern's not a kid. So you right was there, it, you have... Wasn't you a have problem meat. for 50 years. Well, I'm just saying, Spider-Man... 60 years, actually. Spider-Man makes more money than the top five DC characters. Just Spider-Man. We're talking... We're talking Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, all combined. Spider-Man makes more money yeah. than all those characters well, combined. And Are you talking again, comics? I'm talking everything. Movies, yeah. and toys, once, And everything. once again, we're talking about the difference between the two studios. Marvel Studios was an outgrowth of Marvel Comics. It don't, was a movie Don't studio. act like you're, you're Spider-Man, though. Just act like you're DC Comics. Well, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So 
you know, and I've talked about this on this show. That's the problem with DC is uh, how it was handled, how it's being. You have handled. all these separate entities that are not working in cooperation right. with each other. They're right. all working independently, and then the studio sees them as all being part of one brand, and they're like, "How come you guys aren't making the money that Marvel is?" And that's all under one well, umbrella. And and especially, <laughs> and especially each new regime that buys oh, God, Warner yeah. Brothers comes in and asks the same questions because. Because we don't have a fucking Kevin Feige. That's why. That is the one and only answer. We don't have a Kevin Feige. We don't have... <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it's spelled. <laughs> we don't have a Kevin Feige to come in and who started with the whole thing with an overall kind of vision of it open to improv. Open to, okay, this sold here, we'll figure out a way to move those pieces around if you look at the earliest marvel movies in the end credits it says marvel creative um forum or marvel creative parliament or something like that at the end of the that means they had six or seven writers and it was people like brian michael bendis and other comic book writers all sitting in a room going well here's how we can turn this character into a movie character here's how we can turn this character into a movie character and warner brothers has never fucking had that because nope. they keep, they keep. First of all, again, Marvel, a movie studio run by comic geeks who also know how to make movies. Warner Brothers, entertainment lawyers, who knows if any of them have ever even picked up a comic before? Probably not. All they look at is the bottom line: what has been our most successful comic to film translations? Batman. Great. Do we have any other characters like Batman? Well, we got Superman. He goes, is he like Batman? Well, no, he can fly and he shoots laser. So like Batman, dark and brooding and moody, but he can shoot laser beams. Not really. We'll make him that way. Make him that way. Well, what else you got? Well, we got Wonder Woman. Uh, is she dark and brooding? No, she actually also is kind of a happy character. We'll, we'll make her dark and brooding, but put tits on her. Just it's like Batman her- with tits. <laughs> Make her transgender now. She'd be, she'd be great. Everybody yeah, loves yeah. her. Oh boy! So, so that's been the biggest problem. Is well, and then even that, uh, even before the Warner acquisition, or even when AOL bought it, and then you know right, yes. AT they had a high turnover at the top level, and every Constantly. studio exec comes in and they want to put their mark on everything. They want to be able to point the screen and say, I did that. See that that thing that's exactly. happening right now? I suggested that. There's exactly. something to be said for maintaining a management management yeah. in a studio. That's that's Kevin the consistency Feige's, that Feige has brought. Kevin yep. Feige's reign at Marvel Studios is unprecedented. Really. Unprecedented. The, the over a decade in well, the same position in the movie had, industry. If, if they had three flops in a row though, I guarantee you he'd be gone. I Disney wouldn't put up with that. They'd be like, uh, maybe, maybe it's time to maybe, maybe it was the new guy. Maybe with ship, ship, change it out. We'll see. Chapek. Yeah. Well, it's just like anything. Any any corporate. Yeah. Like, I, although I don't know, their their deal might be a little bit different where they their hands off. Yeah. But they could still make it happen though. Like with Pixar. Yeah. Possibly. I I don't know. I'm just liking the idea that like Discovery and all the DC superheroes. Like, what kind of like real housewives <laughs> DC can we get? <laughs> or like. Or like 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 fix it up or real, you know like Bat Cave fix it up or like yeah. oh my god did you see that cave yeah Fortress real, of Solitude <laughs> flip yeah real world uh, real world DC characters oh man like the Bachelor DC version I, I'm gonna see some stuff that I never wanted to you see but I'm gonna, right. I'm, gonna guilt, I'm gonna I'm gonna guilty right. pleasure it I'm gonna be like 
I'm gonna be like, I can't wait to see them flip the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Batman comes home to the Batcave and it's all bright colors. And he's like, what? What? What, what is going on here? It's a little too dark, a little too, a little too sparse. We want to Did you know you had bats? Bit. Did you know you had bats in here? We got rid of those. Yeah. Harley Quinn, Quinn Eye for the brooding superhero. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Introducing Captain Honey Boo Boo Boomerang. Oh no. Can you no. see the rolls coming out of the, the, the costume? Oh. I'm like, oh my god. Yikes. We're so bad. I don't know much about Discovery anymore either. Like, don't they have, like, Discovery, the, um, the, uh, the, the fishing? They do all the fishing shows, you know, like. Uh, no, like I, I think, I think it's know. one of the channels that they own does like have like. Ghost Hunter. Yeah. Shark oh, Week. Oh, 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 yeah. I love Aquaman, it. Shark, yeah. King Shark Week. Yeah. King well, Shark other, Week. Uh, I don't know if you have this, but the other news that broke that's kind of related is uh, Ben Affleck on the set of uh, Aquaman 2. Aquaman. And the reason for that is because the schedule got switched, so all of. Michael Keaton's Batman parts in Aquaman 2 now have to be reshot with Ben Affleck so that when they get to the Flash and they get the switch, then it makes sense. Wow. I but, heard they're, 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 they're cutting out Amber Heard wherever they can, too. Yes. That's a rumor. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, there's, yeah that's, it's still in the rumor. <laughs> so what's the, what the heck is going on with Flash? Like, like I looked the other day, I was like, is there even a release date for this? Because it seems like that thing's Next been in summer. the can forever. I don't Next think summer. they know yet what's happening with the Flash. Yeah, that guy, I don't either. I think it's going to... The biggest speculation is that think that because it's Flashpoint, that when we get back to the present, when we get back to the quote-unquote fixed timeline, yeah. Flash might be played by a different actor. Oh, I'm, Probably I'm, not I'm, Grant I'm, Gustin, though. Well, oh, I know well, that's going to have... That's obvious. Like that guy, That guy shot himself in the foot so bad... Like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah, Actually, I know what's wrong with these people. I've, 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 I've been to a Hollywood party. It's insane. Like, these people are bonkers nuts. Well, why are you saying <laughs> Grant Gustin shot himself in the foot? Because he's been... No, no, yeah, not Ezra, him. No, Ezra no, Miller. Ezra Miller. Oh, Ezra Miller, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Wow, like, wow Steve. <laughs> well, you I about, missed that one. I was talking about Grant Gustin. What's <laughs> wrong with these guys that they feel like they have to, like, shoot themselves in the foot? Oh, man. Why like, did uh, you shoot yourself in the foot? Write to us. Comments at Geek Shock Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> dot com, and I want to thank our brisket taco tier three members: Stan Skeslasa, Daniel Loser, Snoop Two, Elizabeth W, Gabriel Adame, Adrian Kirsch, Major Meh, Michael Hoffman, Azrael One Seven Five, Mohan Nair, J R Conkle, The Microscope, Steve Biggs, Hi Steve, hey. Dave LePage, <laughs> Elena Nup, and Kenton Miller, and Asia Shakai. And, of course, our Tier 4 members, King Vault, Deb T, David Farrar, Atomic Gumby, and Tier 5 members, Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Aussie Matt, Mad Martron, and Glumly. And I want to thank our brand new member, Mr. Sticky Pants. And Scoop Bunky <laughs> went from Tier 1 to 2. And, of course, King Vault, your one-off once again oh, this week King is very Vald. appreciated. King Vault was the first one to request a cameo. Yeah. Part of, part ah. of the Kofi Rewards. So... He he received the first of those and he's going to get another one too, Aww. just a bonus one. Oh yeah, King Ball. oh yeah. So uh, those of uh, those of you the tier, I think it's I think it's tier two and higher gets that. Uh, I think uh, I don't know. I have to look at the tiers again. Yeah, but uh, but uh, you could request it. We'll send it. 
And uh, I had a wonderful time, board game arena players, mm. this last week. We played Catan for the first time on board game arena, and it was an absolute joy, and everyone got absolutely torgoed, and it was a glorious moment. <laughs> I read about that. I heard that. <laughs> what did you do, you bastard? Well, well, Catan, it's a good longish game. It's probably got an hour There's and no a half long. There's no betrayal mechanic in oh, Batan. There is. Catan. You, you built the longest road right through somebody's... Uh, yeah, yeah, somebody else did that. So there were other people doing proper Torgo things in this game. But you... Uh, but right before Glumly was about to win, I won at the turn prior. By my hiding my two victory point cards that I had gotten that hiding no one knew about. Your two victory points. Yeah, they, they're only revealed at the end of the game when you get enough points that you have them. So, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. So it's absolute joy. Look forward to doing that again. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. With Professor Biggs. And Darren, of course, bartender. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Cork's favorite bartender. Favorite, favorite. Oh, yeah. Cork's, Cork's most famous bartender. We shall bartender. now be known as QFB. <laughs> QFB. Quality I, I, food I, beverage. I saw a guy with uh, uh, the Burninator. What's his name? Uh, Tor- Torgo, the Burninator? Burn- Trogdor. 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 Trogdor, the Burninator. Tattoo while I was on the cruise. Oh, that's bad. Oh, I, was like, that's I was like, oh my God, that's, that's a Trogdor tattoo. That's awesome. See, I can, he's like, I appreciate he's like nobody, nobody knows what that is anymore. I'm like, I do. <laughs> See, that's wow. that's why we wear the, the really obscure geek shirts. That's why we get the obscure geek tattoos to find our own. Yep. That's it. Well, I mean, you could just, you know, take a sell your car and go to Star Wars Galaxy Cruise. Or sell and, your and, body. And, and find your own. <laughs> to science. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Science. <laughs> Still recording. <laughs> Still, ah. there it is. Push harder. Push harder. You gotta leave this part in. <laughs> it won't stop. Push harder. We don't stop till we oh reach the God. top. <laughs> <laughs>